Mainstream entertainment. Bruce Lawn. KJ52. Live and full effect. This man's a legend for the CHH space. I'm very, I'm very, I'm, we were having a really cool conversation over Twitter, and I'm very happy uh, you hopped on. Um, you guys don't know who KJ52 is, man. You, you, you're sleep. This dude, uh, this dude is an OG in the space. Um, internationally known, world renowned, a pioneer, all the way back to Crewvention, 95. I just went to my first Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre concert. That's how far back you go, man. And uh, I'm very happy you're here, bro. Um, man, this is cool. So I want to thank you. I want to thank you. And this, and I, I want to sincerely thank you. And this is not meant to be in any way, shape, or form as a, um, as a jab or anything like that. We met in person. Uh, DJ Morphosis was DJing for you. DJ Official was with me one day. We all had lunch in San Diego at this really nice spot. And I remember we sat and I was telling you like my business plan at the time. I was trying to cut through into NACA and do these college shows. I was a part of the spoken word community. And I don't remember what, what, what the exact words you were saying, but I walked you through this whole business plan. And I remember you weren't super stoked on it or you just you didn't really see it at the time. It was just kind of like, ah, I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if college students are going to rock the Christian music. And it was one of those things, man, where it really fired me up to, to make it work. <laughs> Not in like a negative way, but just like, a, huh, man, this man really kept it a buck with me. And I had to scramble and figure out a way to make it work. And thankfully it worked. But it was that conversation forced me to figure out a different path in being an artist and it was because you were so brutally honest, almost to a point where I could like it hurt my feelings a bit. But I'm grateful for it, bro. I'm, I'm like for real, for real. So one, I just wanted to say that because uh, do you remember that conversation? Absolutely. I don't remember it being with that um, that angle. But if that's uh -huh. how you took it, then you know, I mean, we all see things through our own filter. Um, but I definitely could say I'm sure I was brutally honest. That's for sure. You were, and I, and I, and I was yeah. grateful for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, what, what was it from your filter, by the way? Because because I, I would love to hear from your perspective. This is 12 uh, years ago. Again, years ago. I, I just remember you saying, "Hey, this is kind of the angle we wanted to go." And all I just remember saying is, "Is you're going to have it? It's going to be a challenge." I think that's all I. That's what I remember. Um, no. And I think if I said it was a challenge, I said it's going to be a, a challenge because it had never been done before. Mm -hmm. um you know i mean you someone might again I, th I almost feel like it was 11 years ago i could be wrong uh i it definitely think it was a while ago. ago i know we were there we were there on the uh get motivated seminar that's yeah. why we were there yep um um yeah I, I again without actually remembering exactly how the conversation went i don't think i would ever try to discourage anybody i think what i would mm -hmm. always try to do is just give them how i think it is you know what i mean I don't think yeah. I ever would have said to you, don't do it. In fact, I think I remember you, you asking me how to invest money. And what I said was you should take your money and start shooting your own videos. I do remember that clearly. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I mean, if you, if that lit, lit a fire under you that made you, you know, work harder than I guess, uh, <laughs> better, better, well, uh, better open rebuke than secret love, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. What no, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Well, well I, well, I would say this, I would say, um, proximity i think is a big thing and the fact that you were even down to just sit down with me i mean even though i was with fish and you were with morphosis and we we, we were all had mutual friends i think the fact that i was able to sit down with somebody that at that level 
you were I mean you were really at a level that a lot of us aspired for you know this is this is a this is like it was it was really cross movement and you that I remember really crushing I remember seeing you at festivals and you was crushing it dude there was there was this uh ah there's a big festival in San Diego at the Del Mar Fairgrounds I think I saw you a a year or two before I went to hang out with Ahmad from Fourth Avenue Jones and they were on this like little itty bitty stage and then like I pulled up to your set (laughs) he's on a big stage with with all the people and it was like we hadn't seen anybody really operate on that level man so I think the proximity and just the ability to have access to you back then really did help a lot um so let's talk about it uh chh um we had an interesting exchange on twitter and the question i was posing to you was let's remove churchianity let's remove ccm market let's remove youth group culture what do christians who love jesus look like in hip-hop or making hip-hop music or rapping what does that really look like if there aren't all these kind of safety nets in a way but they they also all became uh kind of crutches to some of us right now i think you have a sincere heart in that like i feel like you were really congruent with who you wanted to be who you wanted to speak to the audience you wanted to have and and it, and it worked for you and it and, and it you know it was a very fruitful is a very fruitful career do you think we would have as much theology rap and as much youth group rap in the 2000s if there wasn't these other industries that kind of enabled this whole world? Um, that is a great question. I, I mean, I don't, it's like a chicken versus the egg. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Were these things birthed out of the industry that was already there or was the industry birthed out of the things that were created? I think when it came to theology rap, that was its own thing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. came from, guys in Philly who had to be very theological because they were going up against five percenters and a time when the black man was God and white man is the devil. So I think that was birthed out of that. That's birthed out of a Northeast mindset, which tends to be a bit more cerebral, tends to be Mm. a bit more, you know, uh, it's just a different, it's a different mindset. I mean, as far as youth group rap, (laughs) always when I hear that term, I always always laugh because I think it's, it's kind of, uh, it's self-defeating because you've already attached a stigma to it that I think is, um, I don't think it's very biblical. I think, I think to, 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 to just dismiss something because it's youth group rap, quote unquote, is to dismiss a group of people. Uh, and Mm, I don't think scripture ever speaks to, speaks to that, that you should ever dismiss one group as lower or higher, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, is there an evangelical church Protestant base that would gravitate to whatever the flavor of the month is in the mainstream culture? Absolutely. And there always has mm-hmm. been. I don't think there ever mm-hmm. not will be. Um, mm-hmm. But you could say this about literally any industry, church related or not, you're going to find that there is always a big pond that is the mainstream thought. But I can tell you, anybody that kind of swam in that pond went up against a lot of uh, barriers, a lot of pushback, a lot of... Mm-hmm paying dues a lot of you know xyz i think there's probably an easier idea to go that it was an easy um an easy uh world to fall into and i i again all i can say is i stood on the shoulders of those that came before me anything i did Mm -hmm. was because someone did it before me Mm -hmm. and if anything if it had if i had it a little bit easier um that was because someone broke down some doors for me but compared to where things are now it's like it's night and day you know what I mean? It's not even yeah. close to what it was. Um, but where, yeah, where would you say Those, things are now? Where would you say things are how, now? How, what are things now? 
essentially yeah. where we are now is where rock was back when I started. So mm. the acceptance level of what Christian rock was back then was very mainstream. It was from top to bottom. The gatekeepers took it from the top highest to the lowest. Christian rap now occupies that space, essentially kicked rock out of the pantheon. Um, wow. It's, it, it is, uh, it, people don't even think twice about it anymore. So anyone that's coming into an industry now, I will say these arguments are nothing new, but the mainstream acceptance level is, it's not even like, it's, I, I still have, I literally had a conversation about this today at, at my church position. Like it's, <laughs> uh, it's kind of mind blowing, but, um, uh, to, to boil something down to youth group rap or theological rap is to uh, boil black people down to one experience. It is to boil an art form down to one experience. I don't think you mm -hmm. give it enough credit by doing that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think when, I, when I'm, I guess, using, I'm using labels for the sake of simplifying the conversation. Sure. Obviously, Absolutely. it's more nuanced. So what I'm saying is there is, there was, specifically for me and i would say dozens of other people a pressure to be more theological and it was literally guys telling me not maybe well, not the I, cross I, movement guys you say pressure can you can you give me an example of what you mean like specifically yeah so the owner of a prominent hip-hop christian hip-hop vlog telling me you need to rap more about Jesus and be more theological gotcha. centered. And why aren't you talking about the solas, right? Or right. Calvinism or whatever that like, literally I was, I was told that by, and I, I could tell you his name. It doesn't really matter. He's not in the scene anymore. Um, and so he was in Philly. He was around a lot of those guys. It wasn't, I don't know if it was those guys. I think it was the guys around them, right? Like the, the the yeah. the the crew around the entourages around there but like nah you got to go harder for the cross you got to do this you got to do that right and and then and then the flip side we 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 started then doing some shows started doing some some uh some some looks and some of these conferences and whatever and we were the guys that as the breaks we were the boom bap hey we're doing a college market but you know what whatever we got a college show uh, Reach is letting uh, throwing us a bone, letting us open up at this conference, letting us do this thing, and we started feeling a pressure to make more records for the youth group kids to for the turn up stuff, right? And that wasn't who we were. And again, that that has more to do with like an identity issue, right? Like our identity, we weren't self aware enough at the at in that right. window of yeah, time. Yeah, certain folk. Right, and so we just saw like, yo, these kids don't rock to our music, but gosh darn it, there's a lot of them. <laughs> we got these opportunities. Right. Maybe sure. we should do some more records like Lecrae, where we're just jumping up and down for Jesus, right? Um, and again, and I, and I, and it's not to dismiss what he was doing at the time, but sure. there was there was a niche that was being catered to, and it made perfect business sense. However, it also kind of caused a lot of us to compromise. That my point is, if there wasn't this world, if there wasn't these different worlds, would Christian hip hop? look different would it look more how it looks today not from a platform size standpoint or money standpoint i'm just speaking strictly from a content standpoint music is about the psalms and 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 sharing your experiences and your life story and obviously jesus is going to overflow from that if you're a christian um that that was kind of what i was posing i don't have the answer to that by the way it's just more of a hypothetical well, thought my pushback would be it, let's say you're right we removed this uh pressure to either put what I call put more JPMs, Jesus per minutes in your raps, or to <laughs> be more goofy, you know, to appease yeah. youth group white kids. Um, you could remove that and you would mm -hmm. just get something different inserted. 
the pressure would be then if you were in the mainstream market to do a more commercial song to talk mm. about more guns i mean anytime you move up the ladder of a wider platform it is just mm -hmm. a different type of pressure i don't think it's any different than you know you've used a sports analogy as you move up the ladder in sports levels there is a different yeah. kind of pressure to play a certain way to look a certain way to be a certain type of athlete mm -hmm. if you have a problem with that essentially what it comes down to you can either do it play the game or you don't like mm. no one's forcing you to yeah. you're just being tempted to mm. so i can either light you know i can either curse the darkness or i can light a candle that's i mean i ha what you're describing is exactly what i went through in 2001 2000 ish you know my first record came out it tanked i got dropped by the label i couldn't get bookings struggleville mm. and i had a conversation which was essentially you know, and I've been very upfront about this in my book and in my documentary the conversation was, you know, John Rubin is winning because he's doing these things for this industry. You're not winning because you're not doing those things. You want to be Mr. Backpack, faded up, rapid. <laughs> and I, I, it was my choice in that moment. Okay. Yeah. Do I stay on this or do I, you know, for me, I never, I, I felt like I never let go of some of those things, but I was mm -hmm. also willing to Again, the conversation was if you if you'll compromise on this end, you'll get what you want later on. And the truth be told, I'm still around 20 years later because of that. Yes. So for me, that might have been something as simple as growing my hair out. You know, what I mean, it might have been as simple as like doing a rap rock song. I did that fully well knowing that I would lose some and gain more. I did that fully well knowing that there was going to be a pushback, that I would be written off. Um, like anybody, you count the cost. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn.